Oh, man. Last year, I feel like all I did was launch because I was just like testing out new things and launching and relaunching. And so I launched what I thought was going to be a great group program all about teaching others about collaborations and bundles. Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got crash plan smart recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, I have Dolly DeLong. She is a Nashville branding and family photographer, as well as a workflow and systems educator for creative business owners. She has been a longtime supporter of Boss Project and been someone who has consistently showed up and been incredibly kind. When she reached out to me this fall about participating in a bundle that she was putting together all about launching, I said absolutely because she is just so incredibly kind and great planner and was definitely thinking far ahead, which I so appreciate. If you want to reach out and collaborate, like I need some time and I love that she did that. But today on the show, we're specifically talking about launching. Both of our experiences with launches big and small, how to make them a bit more stress-free, a bit more streamlined, lean into those facts over those feelings, and create an awesome launch. I cannot wait for you to dig in and be sure to listen to the very end because we are sharing something very special that we both have been working on together. I cannot wait for you to dive in and I look forward to hearing your stories about your first or next launch. Hey, Dolly, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I am so glad that you're here. And I can't wait to really dive into this discussion today because I've been thinking a lot about launching, not only for myself, but as I have been talking more about digital products, I have literally hundreds of students who are all thinking about launching themselves. And I know one of the things that can really weigh on people, especially when something is new, is that whole launch process. And how do we make this something that feels good? Because the more stress that we add, I personally think the more (laughs) that it will potentially affect our outcome if we go into it with the wrong attitude. So before we dive into this discussion today around stress and launching, (laughs) I would love if you could give our listeners a little bit of background around your experience and the kinds of launches you've produced in the past. Yeah, definitely. I am a, well, a little background about me. I am originally a service-based business owner in Nashville. I'm a family photographer turned systems and workflow educator for other business owners. I started implementing launching into my business in late 2020. I still feel like I'm learning. Well, everybody's learning, but I feel still like in the baby stages slash in the messy middle stages of learning how to launch, how to apply it to my business and to my 
service-based business as well. And I have, I know I haven't done as many launches as you. I off, like I have done six launches, like, and so each of them have been a little different from the other. And, but I still, I love launching. I love launching. I love planning launches. I love just planning out launches, as you know. And so- I, I do. I do know. <laughs> you are quite the planner. I have done, <laughs> at this point, I would venture to guess hundreds of launches. Yes. Some of them are tiny and some of them are quite large and elaborate. I definitely think some of my bigger launches have been things around when I was producing online summits. We we did four summits in one year. Oh, oh wow. My That's a lot. That was the most work I think I've ever done <laughs> because it was so behind the scenes. There was just so much that went into the administration of that and planning for that, not to mention, I mean, ticket sales on all on its own. Like I kind of wished... I could just produce the conference and then someone else would sell the tickets because it it was just so much work managing all the people behind the scenes. But launching doesn't have to be complicated. Launching can be something that feels good. I think the high produced stuff has a time and a place, but I know the longer I've been in business, the more I appreciate what I call a lazy launch, i.e., the more I can sit in my pajamas on the couch to launch effectively, I'm feeling good about it. But the more I have to like show up live, do my hair, present myself a certain way, I tend to get really exhausted. But talk to me about your style because you are by far of the people I've met on the internet. <laughs> You're a huge planner and you absolutely plan really far in advance. So talk to me about how that served you with your launching. Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> Abigail's being very nice to me, everyone. I'm actually very neurotic about planning. <laughs> and so she's very kind to me. But the reason why I love to plan ahead so much is that I am also looking at my current life circumstances being a mom. I have two littles at home. And so I know I have a very limited time frame to work every week. Like literally, I know that I have 20 hours or less of work per week. And so I know from experience, there's that that pre-launch phase, even the pre-pre-launch phase. And so I know the different puzzle pieces that go into it. So that's why I give myself that longer time frame to plan out. And I like to, ideally, I like to look at my overall marketing calendar since I know all of my services. So I know, well, I shared earlier that I'm a family photographer. So I'm looking at the times of the year where I'm busiest with family photography. And then I look at the times of the year where I'm not as busy with photography. And that's when I'm normally launching or planning out launching for the education side of my business, which is systems flow. And so that's how that's how my brain works. And I know for some people, it's better to do every 90 days. But for me, I'm now at the point where I try to look at it from six to nine months in advance, because that's how my brain has trained me for photography. So now I'm just trying to do that with systems and workflows. Yeah, no. And I think six to nine months can sound like a lot. But Honestly, the more people you're wrangling, the longer timeline that I believe that you need. Like when I was doing summits and we were wrangling 50 different speakers and trying to get all their assets from headshots and bios and backgrounds and videos and editing and all of the things, like six to nine months felt like crunch time. Like that was really a lot. But when it's just you, I mean, I've turned a product around in literally a week and not necessarily given myself this. I don't even necessarily want to know what I would call it other than like, it's less of a production. It's more of a, let's just try it. Let's just put it out there. Let's just experiment and see what happens. And I think it's a good idea to like mix those different styles. Sometimes a lot of pre-planning is what a launch deserves and needs. And sometimes you just getting the feedback is going to be so much more important than producing it, which is a huge reason why I'm such a huge advocate of 
pre-sales where you are often selling something. If it's the very first time you're selling it, you're selling it before you've made the product or the service or the course. And you are testing and validating if people want and need it. And as they have questions, I have absolutely had a fairly firm idea of what I was going to do. And then based on feedback, recommendations, and questions, sometimes even objections from people, I have adjusted the outcome and the overall plan of what I'm going to produce and put out into the world. What do you feel like has led to a smooth launch for this bundle we're collaborating on? Okay, what has worked and helped me in this launch specifically was having knowing the vision going in so I can communicate it with the other contributors who I wanted to pitch to, like you and the 28 other contributors, and casting that vision and seeing if like, hey, do you have any resources or products that align with launching, for example? Because this launch that we are going into is all about, I feel so meta for saying this, it's about launching. Yeah. And (laughs) it's a launch about launching. Exactly. Exactly. And so I wanted to make sure to communicate early on, like, because I started pitching in August or September. And this this launch is in February of 2024. And I wanted to make sure one, it was a good fit for everyone. So I knew I had to in order to like make sure it worked with everyone's marketing calendars, because everybody's marketing calendars is, is different. Some are already planning ahead by year. Some are like going at it quarter by quarter. When it all comes down to I really wanted to be considerate of everybody's marketing. And also I wanted to make sure it was a good fit, not only for me, but for them, like if it would serve them well for 2024. And so I hope that helped answer your question. Yeah, no, it does. I'm curious on how you're putting it together. Is it just you contributing to this launch or do you have any team members that are assisting? It's just me. It's just you. It's just Dolly. I appreciate that. I think that's one thing that we really need to be considering when we're talking about launches specifically because additional support is not a guarantee. Some people have access to it and some people don't. And I think when we start to get into the potential comparison train of, (laughs) I saw them do this and they produced this and they went out and blah, blah, blah. I really want you to know and understand how much additional support made that possible. And if you're looking at some of the big names in this industry, they may have a team of 50 who's worked on this for six months. And like (laughs) the manpower and the hours behind that is simply so different than what it will look like when it's just you. And so... That's partly why it takes me so long because I know it's just going to be me. And I will say, I will say this caveat, I do use podcasting as my main source to communicate, like kind of like my long form content. So I do have that outsourced. And so that's it. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So you have help on the production side of that. But on the launch itself, it's still... It's still just you. I mean, I am so grateful to have a team and I could spend days or hours, whatever, writing emails. But the moment I want to send an email, if I wrote it, I can send it to someone else on the team who's going to format it, check all the links. I'm going to have someone else proofread it. Like, And it's shocking how much time that saves me. So I can go utilize that time and be posting on social media about something while they're working on back-end logistics or even just answering questions. Like I answer every question in the DMs. That's still all me, which I think a lot of people find surprising at this stage. But email, I have a ton of support. And so if you're replying to an email, Jen is in the inbox answering questions. If she doesn't know the answer, she's getting backup from other people on the team. And sometimes things get elevated to me kind of depending on what the question is. But not everybody has access to that support. And so you really considering what that looks like. 
I'm curious though about challenges. Like I think we've all had oh shit moments <laughs> uh, where we have been stressed and a little bit worried about what that might do. And I know you had at least one. Yes. In the middle of this, which you're welcome to yes, share I'll about there. <laughs> But talk to me about what that's looked like and how you kind of work through those as they happen in real time. Yeah. So I've had many of those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. I do wish I had support to like help me out with this, but I will be like, it kind of comes with the, again, this is why I buffer in so much time for planning out these launches as a like Dolly doing it all on her own. And I'm not, I do want to say as a caveat to anyone who's listening, you may not, who may not know me, you, you may think I'm wearing it as a badge of honor, like, oh, I'm doing this all on my own. No, like I am still like working up my business. I'm, I still have a lean overhead. So I'm not trying to wear that badge. So, anyways, going back to your question, Abigail, to share that oh, oh no, the the shiz has definitely hit the fan. So I originally had planned our launch, which is a bundle about like the different puzzle pieces and different aspects of launching. The original platform, it was supposed to live on. That platform. I don't want to be mean or anything, so I won't name names. That original platform has been having a lot of issues for several, up to several months now. And I try to look at things through the lens of, is this a red flag or is this just something that I can, like, it's okay if it happens, like, maybe they will fix it. And so I've been, I gave it time. I like to give lots of things the benefit of a doubt, but this platform kept on deleting sales, essential sales pages. It was having a lot of time to process payments. It was doubling customer payments. And I did not want that to happen for especially our launch when it involves 28 different business owners. I don't want to put a bad taste in their mouth. I don't want purchasers to look at the contributors as like, oh, like this puts a bad taste in my mouth against that against you guys. I want the overall customer experience to be great. So I switched over to another platform, which I'm very happy about. It did cost money. It did take time. But I think in the end, it was a very good choice for the overall launch. And so again, I have to attest to me thinking through, okay, I need to give myself plenty of time to test out the kinks, to work everything out, to make sure everything's working seamlessly before this is officially announced to the world. And so I'm very glad I had that little bit of buffer time to work on those. Oh, no, the shiz has hit the fan moment. And that changing over platforms was was that moment for me. And I and I will say I was very stressed out about sharing it with the other contributors who are part of the the launch bundle because. I don't like adding extra stress to everybody's plates. And I also don't want every, like, I know everybody else has their own marketing calendar and other priorities. Like, I don't want everybody to assume like, oh, this is my priority is your priority. So I just, I just want to make it easy for everyone. Well, just know that you didn't add stress to my plate. Oh, <laughs> and I literally, all I had to do was change one link. And all was well in the world. That's good. But I also have dealt with enough links over the years that I know that I need pretty links for everything. So when sh when stuff does break, because it will every now and again, that I can change my plan. And I don't have to go chasing down a thousand different pages to adjust something or make changes. But technology definitely seems to be the biggest culprit of challenges. Not to say that there aren't other things that impact it. Like for sure, I've had moments where someone got sick or something happened and like, you know, life happened. That's pretty unpredictable. The tech stuff though, oh my goodness, it can just, it can just feel really frustrating because all it's doing is adding friction. Like it's, it's not necessarily going to change someone's perception of 
value or whatever. But the more friction you're adding to the purchase, the less likely that it is going to happen. And so exactly (laughs) that can feel really frustrating. I've had webinars that I've done that have just like blacked out in the middle of them. I've had lives that didn't stream appropriately. I've had links break. I've had emails not go out. I've had emails go out that didn't have the actual link in them. I've had (laughs) anything that could happen has happened. At this point, it doesn't bother me as much because I feel like we just address it and move on. I think I used to spend a lot of time and energy worrying that they might happen, but you just don't know what's going to happen until it does. And so being aware of what your options are is definitely good. But I will say in the last eight years, technology is a hell of a lot more stable in this online industry than it was when I started. I was like hacking together systems to make stuff work and exist out in the world. And now now things tend to just work, which is which is quite nice. So yeah, that's very nice. I am curious, though, for you, how you're utilizing technology. One of the interesting things that I saw throughout our communication was you are someone who really likes to verbally talk stuff out. And so you will share (laughs) stuff via email, but you will often accompany it with a loom where you're kind of walking through your thoughts or sharing your thoughts. And so talk to me a little bit about different things that you've included technology wise or communication wise that make your life easier. Yeah, definitely. So I one of my favorite programs ever is Loom. And this is has helped me create literal videos to embed in emails to send out to the contributors, the affiliates who have been part of this launch. And the reason why I do it is, well, one, I know I can be pretty wordy in my emails. Like my husband has lovingly pointed this out to me, our entire relationship, our entire marriage, and other people now are starting to pick up on that. But So I try to keep it condensed with also the video component, but also I know human nature. I try to look at it from a human nature standpoint. So we're going to go another layer and look at it from, I want to make sure that people who are going to be working with me feel valued and know that like that they are not just like being a tool used, like being used for just my purposes, if that makes sense. Like I want them to know, like I want them to, I, I, I look at the loom camera, like it's like I'm looking into your eyes right now, Abigail. But I just want, I want people to know that there is a real human behind it. And also that I know that they're also like a business owner and I want to value their time and I want to explain things very adequately. And I also want them to hear my inflection because the way you type things out sometimes can come across differently if somebody's reading it in their mind and be like, oh, what did she mean by this? So I just want to be very clear, very concise. Yeah. And treat everybody who launches with me or collaborates with me like as a human and let them know I appreciate them a lot. So I've really been leaning into sending out videos. And I've always done this for all of my launches that I collaborate with people on. That is one way I, I've leaned into technology. Another thing I've le- I, I don't think this is like necessarily tech, but this is more of like a hack. I lean heavily into templates, heavily, because that templates save my time so much. And any way I can save time, I lean into that. So if I have had a past launch and I I'm assessing it. Okay, how can I reuse this past template that I used in the past launch? pitching to someone, how can I still make it personable, but also like reuse it again and save time. So templates and videos are my two things that I've been leaning heavily into. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Definitely reusing old copy, old pages. I can't tell you how often I duplicate a page and use that as like the wireframe because I'm like, yes, I know this converts. I've tested this structure. And so I can utilize that to also save my team time because we're not building something from scratch. Want to learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Talk to me about failures though. If you had any experience <laughs> where you were like, this was not what I was expecting. And then what did you learn from it? Oh man, last year, I feel like all I did was launch because I was just like testing out new things and launching and relaunching. And so I launched what I thought was going to be a great group program, all about teaching others about collaborations and bundles. Like People seem to have loved it, listening to it on my podcast. People, I was getting like really good feedback about, oh, I really want to learn how to create my own bundle. And like, so I just assume, again, assume, I was like, oh, I'm going to create a group program all around that. And so I spent the majority of 2023 doing a pre-launch into that group program only to sell to one person who bought and it was like so but i had like put in so much time so much effort so much into everything that people on the outside they were dming me and they're like oh i wish i can join but i can't right now it looks like it's going to sell out because of the way all the planning all the effort i put into it and so that was really disappointing but the person who joined was so gracious so nice i'm hoping she still got something out of it but it was still, it was disappointing. And I put a lot of my worth into it. I mean, everybody, you can say like all these phrases, you don't have to put your worth into a launch, but it when it's happening to you, 
it's so personal. It's so personal. It's so personal. And I think that has taken me a long time. I feel like I'm at a healthy point where I don't necessarily see the business revenue or launch success as like equivalent to my personal self-worth, but definitely early on in business, as it would go up, I would feel great. And then when it wasn't going my way, I would feel like I'm dog shit and like yes. I have like I've just said not that I'm a failure but just like what am I doing wrong I would question my own authority I would question my expertise and that can feel really disorienting especially when you're a naturally confident person but I still think even now even if something is successful one of the things about launching specifically and honestly which is why I have leaned more into launching all the time, but instead of like a production leading up to a certain moment, what I don't love about launching, even if it goes well, there's always a post-launch dip that I don't know why I always forget this happens to me, but I don't care if it was a huge thing or a small thing. When you come down from it, there's just so much adrenaline and so much like cortisol in a good way. Sometimes like the stress can be helpful to some extent. And then you just like drop off after doors close. And oh my gosh, like even if it was amazing, like even if it was absolutely incredible, I'm just so affected by the lack of dopamine that I just fall off entirely. And that's that can be really hard. I do want you guys to know, though, that even at this stage, I've absolutely had launches that totally failed. Just this last fall, I was so confident going into selling a workshop. I was just I was just gonna launch a workshop. I had a full plan. I knew what it was going to be about. I knew what I was going to be teaching. And it was so accessible. Like it was like $47. Like it was not crazy. And I started putting it out there. And I had one person buy in the first 24 hours. And I think maybe five or six bought within the first couple of days. But I was like, I can't keep my business running off of three sales. Like I have four full-time employees. I have overhead. I have all the things. And I panicked. And let it be a lesson that sometimes it truly is just messaging. So I I changed the game and just like canceled my original approach and ultimately taught what I still plan to teach, but like with a whole new frame to get people in the door. And I ended up deciding to, instead of having it be a paid workshop, I made it a free workshop, had people come, and then ended up selling on the back end of it instead. And I have no regrets over how that went down, but it still sucks. Like, it's still not fun. And I think it can still happen at any stage. I will say sometimes, though, as you scale, like, stakes can get a lot larger. And so this is partially why I don't necessarily love big productions because oftentimes the larger your business, the more upfront costs you decide to put into something, either front-loading staffing or help or front-loading advertising. And so we had a launch. I can't remember what year it was. I've tried to block it out. (laughs) But we had a launch planned and we had been working with a Facebook ads person. Now, a big portion of why this went so awry was ultimately the account manager was falsifying reports as to what was working and what wasn't, which we didn't figure out until it was a bit too late. But ultimately, not only... Did the launch, I mean, the launch seemingly, like if you had just seen enrollment numbers, you'd be like, that went great. We lost $50,000 in a single month and it took us six months to recover. That makes me sick to my stomach. I'm so sorry. I just can't. And the, the thing that's so wild is like, 
I wish more people felt comfortable and confident being transparent, but there is an element of sometimes a failure is so big that sharing it while it's happening does have the potential to hurt you even more than pretending like it didn't. And we were at the stage in our business where if I had announced we lost $50,000 on a launch, I was worried we were going to go out of business entirely. And so feeling like you can't share the pain or the stress while you're going through it can feel very isolating. And so I will say, get people in your corner, peers that you trust, friends that you trust, that you can just share like the real, real (laughs) of what's going on. Because sometimes it is like a PR choice to keep certain things to yourself. And that can feel really frustrating. I'm, I'm glad all this time later that I feel like I can talk about it. But at the time, I definitely didn't feel like I could. But I don't want you guys to get stressed out. Like that was not the <laughs> point. I just want you to know that people still make mistakes at all stages. And I think a big part of it is we talked before we hopped on a little bit about really assessing the difference between how you're feeling versus what the facts are telling you. And the reason I made the choices I did is I thought I had facts, which were false. So I didn't have facts. But if I'd had facts, that's definitely where I would have tried to judge it. And I've had problems with judging based on my emotions in the past. And that has been not served me well. But what about you, Dolly? When has emotions versus facts kind of played into it for you? Oh, man, I feel like this is like a constant battle within me at all times, not just in in my business, but just as a human as well. But in terms of launching, I have to remind myself on (laughs) this. This is I'm just keeping it real with everyone on a daily basis when I'm working on the launch, like Dolly, just like lean into the facts. And for me, the facts are like digging into GI4, like the new Google Analytics, and looking at, okay, what is realistic versus like, oh, you want a million dollar launch? Okay, well, how many people are going to land need to convert on the landing page? And, and so I don't want a million dollar launch, but I just like, I want everybody to see how ridiculous we can be as humans. Like we're like, oh, I'm going to launch this $27 product and it's going to make me $50,000 in a minute. Okay. Hold your horses. Like, okay, let's look at the facts. Let's look at the data and make sure that you have like a really like a really realistic viewpoint of everything going in. And so I feel like I'm constantly teeter teetering on <laughs> my emotions and I'm holding that with also the data. And so I it's a daily battle with me. I don't think I ever will perfect it. Well, I don't think we have to perfect it. You're, I think emotions can still sway you regardless of how diligent you are ag- acknowledging that that's what's affecting you. But because I care so deeply about facts, I've actually been working on something for you guys. It's dropping the week after this goes live. I've been working on a conversion calculator so that you can reverse engineer without having to know how the math works, how many impressions you would need to hit your sales numbers. I think this is going to be really, really helpful. And because it's not just for a launch, it would be overall something you could use in the the day-to-day, whether it's for digital products or courses or even one-to-one services, and really be able to reverse engineer what's necessary to hit those income goals. Because I want to see you guys successful. I want to see you wealthy. I want to see you enjoying your life and feeling comfortable and confident and not having to worry about money. And knowing how this works, I... I remember going into business, literally sitting across the table, talking about a launch, talking about planning. And I was like, do people just guess? Like, I literally asked that. I was like, how do people know how to make these decisions? Like, how do people know what to price it? How do people know what they're going to bring in financially? Like, I I just kept being like, do they just guess? And the short answer is no. Like there's, <laughs> like there's so much knowledge that these, not just marketers, but business owners of all shapes and sizes have. And when you're just beginning, it can feel like 
I don't know all of these things. I want to validate that that's true. Like you don't know as much as someone who's done this half a dozen times or a hundred times. You just don't have access to the same knowledge. It doesn't mean you can't learn. It doesn't mean you can't try. It doesn't mean you shouldn't launch. In my experience, the way you're going to learn the most is by doing it, by implementing it, by taking the messy action, not necessarily waiting. So give me one kind of anecdote. What is something you would tell someone who is a bit newer to this? What's some advice you would give them? Oh, man, so many things. I wish I can go back and tell myself several things. The uh, Just my personality would be to tell somebody, please give yourself a lot of ample time to plan something out. Maybe not be so neurotic like I am, but give yourself extra time for the what ifs, like if tech breaks, a link breaks something doesn't work out, how can you be be able to be flexible and troubleshoot? Allow yourself to learn how to troubleshoot. Allow yourself to Google the answer to YouTube, like look up for it on YouTube because we've all been there. So definitely give your time. I, I guess the short answer to this would be give yourself ample time to figure out when you want to launch. And let's say you want to launch something in August. Well, then start maybe prepping for it in May. I don't know. That's how I would tell somebody to do instead of like planning for it July 25th. Give yourself plenty of time. Time. And then also, I know I said this earlier, but lean into if something is working like a template or if you have like a good wireframe or a framework, lean into that because I love I love templates. I love making like rinse and repeating templates and tweaking them to fit certain promotional periods. And then I would also say this to somebody, look at your next launch as promoting like a promotional period. Because when I realized this, like it kind of changed the game for me. Like you have to promote yourself that there's nobody else that's going to promote you except for your business, especially if you're a solo business owner. And so when you feel like I heard somebody say this last week, when you feel like you're shouting from the rooftops, you're probably barely whispering about (laughs) your, your program or your membership or your digital product or whatever. So you need to give yourself like ample space and time to promote and, and figure out what works best for your energy as woo woo as that sounds like what works best for your personality. And don't be ashamed of promoting yourself because like you have to you have to run your business, you have to earn an income. Yeah. Okay, one last question and then we're yeah. going to share a little bit more about this bundle and what we've been working on together. So, my last question for you is specifically around balancing work and life and and prioritizing. I know you're a mom with young children, how do you go into a launch and maintain focus on what's the most important to you, which I know is not your business. It's your kids and your family. What are you thinking? What are you doing? How are you preparing for that? Okay. So at the top of every week, I will say what has helped out tremendously is the shift for me and my husband. We talk to each other at the end of Every Sunday when the kids go to bed, when we put the boys to bed, we talk about, okay, what is ahead of us in this week? What are your priorities? What are my husband's priorities? How can we support each other? What do we need to know? And so just like communicating with my spouse has been a game changer. Like he does work for a pretty major online business himself, but but he is not a solo business owner like I am. Like he doesn't promote, he doesn't launch. And so this is all like a new concept for him to see me go through, put myself through this. But he's very supportive. But I shouldn't expect him to support me if I don't communicate with him like what I need and like how I could like how we can serve each other and help each other and prioritize what's important. Also, like if I can be completely transparent and honest, what has helped me out is literally praying to God every day. Like, please, God, help me to prioritize like what is important, what's not like my business is important. But at the end of the day, do would I rather have my children? Or would I rather, I mean, I want both, but I want 
to leave a really good legacy. The reason why I'm doing this business is to make sure that they have a better life and like they have those vacations that I've always wanted. I want to give to them or college savings or whatever savings they they need. And so I am constantly reminding myself like recalibrating on a daily basis when I can like emotionally run ahead and be like, I need to do this and this and this and this. And like, I'm like, okay, what do I need to prioritize? How can I communicate it with my spouse? And okay, what do I need to like lay? Like a lot of people may not be believers. So this is just how I say it. Like how, what can I lay at the throne of God and say, help me weave in your wisdom so I can know how to move forward? Because if I was in control, I, it would be a hot mess. Yeah. No, for sure. I know for me, I look at all of this as an opportunity to have more open communication. Early on, I would get frustrated because I was a poor communicator with my my partner and I would get upset about unmet expectations that I had never communicated. Same here. So that's definitely something I've had to work on. But when we're specifically talking about launching, I think it can feel odd, at least initially, until you've formed a habit around it. Even if you're not someone who tends to share a lot about your business or your day-to-day working life with a partner or someone you love and care about and spend time with, going into something like a launch, to me, deserves... A conversation. I don't care if it's a tiny launch or a huge thing, going into it and having a conversation in advance saying, this is coming up. This is what I'm expecting will happen. This is how I'm expecting it'll adjust like my normal work schedule. And here's what I need from you. And going into that, one of the things I tend to do the most often is even if I still plan to like I work generally 9, 9.30 to 3 or 4 in the afternoon. And I will say, you know, I still plan to get off at 4, but like this is an intense week for me. I don't feel like cooking or like, can you be in charge of dinner or can you like even can you take care of the dogs? Like, can you think about when they need to go to the bathroom and like getting them fed and all of those things? Because it's often for me, the mental load of those additional tasks that can make it harder unnecessarily so during a launch when I do have the opportunity to have support. But definitely balancing that out with really making sure I'm enjoying and prioritizing the downtime that I do have. And so we tend to spend way more quality time together when I'm off during that period than, you know, during a normal week, we might have a lot of independent time alone, even outside of work. But I feel like I feel like since I'm already taking away from our time, being more intentional about adding those moments back in has been really helpful. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. I just thought of this and I thought maybe this would be an encouragement to the business owner who has a partner but is also a parent. I know as moms, we feel like we have to do it all and the mom guilt is a real thing. I will admit it. Mom guilt is a real thing. But then sometimes we can be guilty of, well, I just need to do this because my my husband, my spouse, like he doesn't know how to do it the way like perfectly how to serve our kids. And that puts even more pressure on you, especially during a launch week to like balance all of that because you're not I don't know what the term is other than I don't want to say outsource. You can't like it's your partner. It's your it's your husband. It's your spouse. But like instead of like letting him bear the load during that week or time period you're launching. So literally talk about your expectations like Abigail was sharing and your spouse will surprise you how supportive oh, totally. they will be. Instead of you having this inner dialogue, oh, I know what he'll say. I know what she'll say. So I'm just going to take care of it. Like, don't do that to them. That's unfair to them. That's totally, and I'm guilty of that. A hundred percent. It's definitely, give them an opportunity to step up. Yeah. They love you and care about you and want to be there for you. So like, let them be there for you. Yeah. I know that sounds wild, but it's it's definitely important. Okay. So 
this has been great. And I know people have gotten a lot out of it, but this still leaves a lot of questions on the table for logistics and planning and graphics needed and all of the things, which is absolutely why you have been working so hard to curate this group of people to put together this incredible bundle. So share a little bit more about that. And I'll share a link that you guys can go check it out and we'll wrap things up. Yeah, so we've been working on the Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle. It's the launch edition. I try to lead this specific bundle every year, and every year there's a new iteration that talks about the systems and workflows of something specific, and this year it's about launching. And so this bundle was made for the solo business owner in mind or a business owner maybe who has like one or two team members. They want to learn how to launch. They want to incorporate launching and promoting their businesses and marketing their businesses better in 2024. But it's overwhelming. They don't know where to begin. There's so many different phases to consider. And so this bundle covers a lot of those I believe all of those phases that you need to consider for launching. And it talks about, I like to look at it as different puzzle pieces of launching and you can pick and choose what you want to focus on for your next launch or your first. Absolutely. Whether it's your first or next launch, I know there's a ton of resources inside. So definitely go check it out at bossproject.com slash magic. You can hear all of the goodies that are inside and see what you can snag and get your hands on. I would love to see this be something that you add into your arsenal of tools. And especially if you're looking for those scripts and templates and things like this is so full of goodness. This is going to be so helpful. So definitely go check that out. Bossproject.com slash magic. And before we go, Dolly, where can someone find you and hang out with you online? Yeah, definitely. They can find me on Instagram at Dolly DeLong Education. That's where I show up daily. And then I also have a podcast, the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. And I will say this, if you want to hear more of Abigail on the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, she's been on, we've already recorded the podcast episode, so you can find our episode there as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.